How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? You say always as if you assume I'm going to be here. Maybe you shouldn't be so sure of yourself, Jake. <laughs> the uh, the always is actually attached to the co-host part. It's like, to my co-host, as always, Dave. <laughs> what are you doing tonight, Dave? My name is actually, as always, Dave is just a verb you... Uh, used to get my attention <laughs> it's like there's a bunch of hyphens in between there it's like as always like comma dave <laughs> that's your full name like hillary rodden clinton yeah 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 reverse but have an extra moon mundane episode tonight not focused on a particular game what Just makes it extra <laughs> all of our episodes are mundane <laughs> why do people listen to this why do we record it I don't know. I'm having a, a crisis at the moment. Not not under our own willpower. Well, I mean... We are trapped in a room. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we are changing up the format again to go back to our uh, more free-form stuff because you recently have traveled. That's true. World traveler over here. <laughs> you were just in Poland for two weeks, right? Yep. Got back. They immediately locked me in this room, waited for a podcast to start. The microphone descended in the middle here. And, uh, we have a sending microphone. <laughs> when did the budget go up? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, give it a shot. See how Poland is. That's my advice. Yeah, just yeah. do that. <laughs> and Jake's saying that because I am also leaving for Poland this weekend for two weeks. Yeah, that shouldn't mess up our uh, our schedule at all. Yeah, we um, I actually got. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I, I had uh, no comments about the fact that we released content consistently all the weeks that I was in another country. I love that. I, <laughs> I mean, nobody pays attention enough to it besides us to notice. Yeah. But it was cool to be like, all right, we have a week before you go to Poland. Let's quickly do like three things. So we did two episodes and then we did the animated. Mm -hmm. And then for this one, we're like, okay, when Jake gets back, we'll... Oh my god, I leave in a week. And then we're like, fuck. Well, I was like, fuck, Jake doesn't swear. Uh -huh. So, we're kind of like, let's do an episode. And then Jake got sick a little bit. Yeah, we're just like, alright, we got some ideas, got some topics and things, and then I just, like, collapsed on the ground and died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the best. Uh, don't recommend. But, I'm here now. We get to record at least one episode. Probably one episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're doing another this week, honestly. But uh, as you're looking like a Bane-looking motherfucker <laughs> slash Mortal Kombat wannabe. <laughs> it's a very budget Halloween costume. Um, Please try harder for my party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We, uh, we'll have to... Are we, do we even have time for a Halloween episode? We won't, will we? What would you want to even do it on? I have no idea. We can talk about that later, I suppose. But In the Halloween episode. <laughs> In the Halloween episode. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> just, just record the party. <laughs> we'll just have a, shit. We'll have a speakerphone. We'll pick one lucky listener somewhere in the world, visit their house, and yell at them. <laughs> just have to submit your address first. We won't tell you if you've won. We'll just show up and yell at you. <laughs> I can think of at least three people who'd be like on board for that. <laughs> I've probably done enough traveling for now, since I get sick when it happens. <laughs> but that's alright. That is alright. Enough about physical sickness. Stuff's falling. Uh, leading question into actual topic stuff. What have you been playing recently, Dave? I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I'm sorry, I'll take, take it back. <laughs> that topic fell apart. Uh... <laughs> recently, in between like uh, work and other hobbies, I like to kind of revisit certain simple games or kind of like easy to play for a little bit kind of like bite size right so like i know we talked about fairy in the past yes i'm still kind of playing that on and off oh yeah slowly increasing my uh card collection so that if you ever dare to play me again uh-huh i will hopefully be like have all the cards i want to have that perfectly tuned deck yeah that's the problem though that's what makes it difficult for me to play against you is you have a good deck. I only prefer to play competitive games against people that don't stand a chance of beating me. <laughs> That's why when we first played, I was like, okay, one round with a decent deck. Kind of like a pool hustler. Hold on. It was just, the first round was just a decent deck. 
Mm -hmm. And then I came in with the garbage and the thing that just generated legendaries. Yeah. <laughs> you played a legendary which generated other legendaries. I didn't even know legendaries were cards at this point. <laughs> and I'm sitting there with my 2-2 two -two like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to keep coming, aren't they? <laughs> Mouse yeah. is over card, generates legendaries. I held off for a little bit, but not enough to like be like, oh, we did a good job. Yeah. You could have beaten me with a really aggro deck, but not like a random yeah. starter. But now I think I have a good diversity of decks. Mm -hmm. I have the orange deck, which is my red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the yellow is very... Like, you place creature, usually will have haste. That's a lot um, intended for swinging at face. Yeah. And red also has some swinging at face, obviously. But also has some, like, uh, combat triggers. So you might get extra feria if your, character, your creature's in combat. Or you might deal damage to the enemy hero. There's a lot of that, yeah. So, I kind of like that as an aggro, or more specifically my Christmas deck, which is red and green. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is just, you want to get board presence. So you put out your kind of mid-range... <laughs> presence. Hey. <laughs> I didn't even think about that one. Nice. Nice catch. And trying to get, like, some board clear in there as well. Yeah. Because obviously, like, red has some deal direct damage, or plays character deal damage nearby or combat deal damage yeah they're they do damage yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of that so i kind of like that mid-range right now that's where i'm at yeah i've uh i've been uh, periodically kind of clearing my dailies there um the new the new model where you buy in to like own the game initially and then the quests give you a bunch of rewards favors me personally because I don't have as much time to play games as I used to in the past, and I have to diversify. I've got, like, obligations. Sometimes, like, I have to play specific games for, like, media and content that we have to create. Hey, <laughs> hey, you get to. You don't I, have I to. I get to. I get to. It's an opportunity. <laughs> but in either case, <clears throat> I appreciate that when I play Faria, and it's been, like, a couple days, I'll be able to knock out all my quests and, you know, immediately get a bunch of cards. That's yeah. really nice. Like... So one of the things is like, oh, deal 50 damage to creatures total. I'm like, okay, that's like one or two game styles. Mm -hmm. The other one might be uh, deal as much damage to an enemy hero, play this number of cards of a certain color. Mm -hmm. So if I go on and play for like an hour, I'm probably clearing two quests. If I'm actually doing the quest cards, I'll probably level up. Yeah. Or typically I've been going into Pandora, oh, which yeah. is your kind of like you pay in either like two packs or certain crystals which is the game currency mm -hmm. and you go through like five or six games against ai or i think you have the option to do players as well yeah but then afterwards you get more than what you paid in back and it's cool yeah. because you get to like draft a deck yeah yeah so i kind of base things off of like okay well i have some of these cards and then i kind of be like okay what's my mana ramp what's my overall cost and it's just, I like the drafting part of it too. You also get to use cards you don't have. That is very useful. That is actually really cool to uh, get a better feel for the entire collection, things you haven't encountered. Drafting is a really popular mechanic um, in many games, as it turns out. I mean, this sounds really similar to me. I think I did one Pandora run. Yeah. Um, it sounds really similar to me to Hearthstone's Arena, except... I don't do arena because it puts me against other people who are good at arena. <laughs> so fairy is nice in that you can choose to play against the AI. Yeah. Then it's kind of just like an increasing difficulty or random distribution of difficulty for the enemies. And sometimes you're basically going to find yourself in a situation where you drafted a deck that there is an enemy that's good against oh, you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my most recent run, I was like on my fourth match. I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. And I was against Tarum, and he had like these really beefy, just mono green creatures. I'm like, oh, I don't have a way to really clear board on this. Yeah. Maybe have like a deal, a couple damage spell. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have anything to like trade to remove his stuff. Yeah. So I just got wrecked pretty early on. But then I'm like, okay, let me do, let me try again because you have uh, up to two failures before you get booted out. Yeah. And. I was up against somebody completely different, and I kicked their ass. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Fairy is really solid. Um, I'm happy with it, and I play it as a PvE game. I basically very rarely play against people, oh, yeah. but uh, I have a lot of fun with it. I do. Do you ever find yourself stretching out 
one match to complete your quest. You're like, hey, I gotta play this one card so many times. So I'm gonna draw through my entire deck while I like completely control the board just to like complete your quest. Be that uh, play a bunch of creatures, drop a bunch of land, something like that. Is that just no. me? No? Okay, that's just me. <laughs> I often forget what my active quest is, so maybe if I remembered it at the time, I would play the same way. Uh-huh. But there's there's times where I, like, have the entire board full of, like, super, like, lethal threats. Have the yeah. guy at, like, two health, and then he dies when he runs out of cards and just fatigues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, got it. Maximum quest progress. <laughs> Jake, I'll be honest, I did not know fatigue was a mechanic in the game. Really? I really did not. Huh. I didn't even consider it because it never got to that point. There's a, um, uh, this is not the Faria podcast. We'll have to dedicate one for that later. Not really. Um, there's a blue card that's a structure and, uh, on production it's pay to life, uh, draw a card, gain two, uh, mana. Yeah. Like Faria. And, uh, I had a deck that was basically centered around just drawing through everything and, generating tons of mana like throw up flooding the board and it was just at suicidal speeds basically <laughs> um, which is great for completing quests when you have to draw down to this specific lore card you want to play yeah um and so i'd have like two of those in play i'd take four damage per turn just <laughs> the yeah enemies. it's like i'm just gonna wait this one out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was pretty great but yeah that's fair yeah um there's a uh, related thing here that a lot of people have been playing that we didn't talk about, uh, which is Magic the Gathering Arena. Which yeah. I know some of our listeners are actually playing. While listening. <laughs> While listening, yeah. Focus on the podcast. We deserve it. No, yeah. just That's, kidding. We don't. It's something I'm actually said I haven't checked out yet. I need to set aside some time to. But mm-hmm. I've been hearing pretty good things across the board as yep. far as how it's been playing and how it's designed compared to mtg online which has just been a kind of a yeah. clusterfuck i mean anything designed <laughs> compared to mtg online right yeah i did play um through my first encounter with a person um they do have a very very slow tutorial but you can there's like a little guardian sprite lady like a fairy thing that uh maybe exists in the universe i don't know about but um uh, you can click anything she says to, like, skip dialogue. So if the opponent's taunting you, being like, ha-ha, you'll never find a way past my two guys in play that are tapped, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just something dumb. You just be like, shut up. And just click it. <laughs> and it skips it. So you can, like, go through the tutorial really quickly if you skip all of that. Because um, it's literally just magic rules. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as it is magic, right? <laughs> Um, I'm going to reinterpret as like the 90s magic rules <laughs> magic rules <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> keeps coming up in videos I've uh, watched recently it's funny but, um, it's actually really good the uh, graphics and sound design and just the whole setup is very smooth it plays really fast um, we had talked a little bit not here on the podcast but we talked about the fact that by default, it'll pass your turn if you uh, don't have an action yeah. to like take priority. But you can actually just hold control at any point to hold your turn. Um, and then if you hold control and hit shift, it locks it and it goes into a mode where it will hold all of your turns until you explicitly pass. So you can do that like each round. You just whoop, turn that on and turn it off whenever you feel like it, if you feel like passing. Yeah. Um, Maybe turn it on at the start of the round and then turn it off later once you've convinced your opponent that you're just, you know, you're not auto-passing. Um, I think it's good in any type of thing like that to always do some degree of mystery. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have something good in your hands, maybe you don't, but you always want them a little bit on edge. Yeah. Unless you are trying to trick them into be like, yeah, you should totally uh, burn that... <laughs> powerful spell to get rid of my one small dude yes because you're sitting on a really big dude which is literally the story of my only pvp match because that game unlike feria is only versus players there's the tutorial and then boom go going against players yeah they have the draft mode they have their like quick play um they give you a, a standard deck for uh each color i don't believe that any of the default decks are monocolor i think they're all or no, no, no uh, du- dual, dual color. I think they're all mono. Okay. Um, but 
you can get the packs in game from uh, anything in standard, I believe, currently. Yeah, there was like three or four. Well, like from that. what I've seen, they actually have some things which I'm not sure if the latest block is released. Mm -hmm. But the last new. They keep going back to Ravnica, I'll be yeah. honest. It is Ravnica. Which so. isn't bad. Mm -hmm. I think most people who follow Magic are like, Ravnica's the shit. Because <laughs> it added a lot of cool designs, mechanics, and lore to the game and the universe. Yeah. But I feel like they're milking it a little bit. <laughs> I mean, literally made it a campaign setting for D&D, so... Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, there was a... Uh, 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 playtest code or a redemption code you could use to get uh, free Rav Ravnica packs, which I'm sure is all over the internet. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, it gets rid of the parts of magic that uh, obviously turned me off a little bit, which was my inability to shuffle a 100-card deck and play EDH. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I might get, uh, play it a little bit more, give it a shot. It has weeklies and dailies. So they they have those hooks that all new kind of you have the option to spend money games have as far as repeatable quests uh, things that want to keep you playing. That sounds good. I'll definitely have to check that out, install it, and then I'll play a game against you. <laughs> you can't He's, do he that. He said in a tone, knowing <laughs> yes. that uh, they currently don't have a way to just match up against your friends. You're just kind of up against random people, right? Yeah, and it doesn't integrate with Steam, which is the other thing I know you dislike. Yeah. Um, I have it added as a non-Steam game, so it shows up in Steam, and I can launch it through Steam. Um, I think, I don't know, I feel like that might be a mistake. I'm not sure what profits uh, Steam takes uh, from games that are just hosted on their platform like that. Um, it's a free game, and there's other free games, so I don't know. Um, maybe they have a microtransaction clause. They almost definitely do. But uh, they could have integrated with the Steam friends list. They could have not forced people to make, like, wizard accounts and just use people's Steam accounts. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's a little obnoxious, but if the game gets real good, I'm sure people will play it anyways. Um, I think it definitely has promise from what I've heard. Like, if they add in some quality of life features, direct matchmaking. Mm -hmm. And I think I also heard today... Because this is like part of just like my lunch discussion. Um, they currently only have one or two game modes, right? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure they have draft and um, just standard matchmaking. Um, I think that's about it right now. And I'm not 100 percent sure on the draft. I haven't actually tried that one. I just heard that it existed. So people could be lying on the but internet. It must be true. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, other things I've been uh, playing recently, I've been trying to catch up in Destiny 2. Uh, <laughs> that game is uh, probably, it, it has a lot I could talk about that I'm not going to, but TLDR, really fun when it launched, played with a lot of friends. Uh, the season pass gave you the first two DLCs. Everybody thought they were garbage, because they were kind of garbage as far as value is concerned. Just, like, not a lot of content in the DLC. It's exactly that. Bungie has this problem where they are, like, great at world building. They have, like, amazing art, sound design. Their characters, you know, sometimes could use a little bit more work, but usually are good. And then they have content you can clear in, like, a night for when the DLC came out. Oh. So you play, like, not even just a night, like, I'm going to sit down and dedicated play this, but, like, two or three hours, and you're pretty well done. So that was bad. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt the full train of thought, uh -huh. but what I think is interesting, this is like a societal observation of mine, mm -hmm. so how much is uh, the DLC that was shitty and cleared in a night? It was something like 15, 20 standard DLC price. So is that like five or six hours then, clear time? Uh, so for the main story, it was literally, I think, two and a half or something like that. There's also other activities and things you can do, but, I mean, not everybody yeah. cares about that. So let's say 15 bucks, three hours, right? Yeah. It's like five bucks an hour, and you're getting enjoyment out of it, where if like, you go to a movie, yeah, you're paying more. If you go out to eat, you're paying more. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to justify Bungie's uh, content and prices. Yeah. 
but it is always interesting when you look at it like the direct what you're getting out of the value and i feel like that's kind of the ratio is definitely transitioned over time yeah because you remember the early days like i'm sure games did cost a lot for the time but like now they're nothing for anything retro but like you got you sent, spent so much time on it and you replayed content mm-hmm. but now like we, re- <laughs> we refuse to kind of replay con- a lot of people myself yeah. included for yeah. sure there is that kind of a law of diminishing returns yeah you have a backlog you have other interesting things yeah to do. exactly there's always something vying for your attention in current year um the issue i think in this particular case with destiny and and bungie is destiny is a pseudo mmo so people wanted to play it with their friends they wanted to keep playing it um it even if it's not like an mmo that it's at least something that has mmo like qualities and be like all right let's all come back for the expansion and then everyone's there for one night you know that's yeah. that's not a great sign um even when when we revitalize minecraft servers for like two weeks it's like oh yeah people are on for like four days at least yeah no minecraft had way more longevity coming back to it with no yeah. added content so than this does. i know we have like the whole fucking episode on it but it still blows my mind that like a game that i paid 20 dollars for mm-hmm what feels like at least 10 years ago um has still provided so much value in going back to it this is the counter argument to those like five bucks per hour thing yeah think about your rate of return on minecraft there are other games like that like a penny falls out of my pocket every two weeks (laughs) that's how much minecraft has cost me over the course of time yeah it's nuts it's it's pretty good um anyways that's the dark days of destiny after the season passed ran out, they released Forsaken, which is their latest DLC, mm-hmm. which is unlike the other ones, it's not like a bite-sized chunk, it's like a full-on expansion. Um, and that added a ton of content, a new raid, a whole bunch of nonsense, and I'm still kind of working my way through it. They finally figured out that they shouldn't have the grind progression end like... Um, very soon after the main story um so people could just rush through the game and just call it a day um so it's gonna take like probably two months something like that maybe even longer to completely cap out if you're playing sort of casually like i do do you need to cap out to clear content uh so some of the the raid content it really really helps um basically the first week that we could go into the raid theoretically uh, we were at power level like 520, 530-ish, and the first boss in the raid is like 550. So it's like may- something like that. So it's maybe possible, really, really hard. And then every boss beyond that gets harder and harder and harder. And I think uh, the the last one or something is like 590, and the cap is 600. So there's only so much you can do to raise your power level throughout the week. That's your dailies and your weeklies and stuff like that. Here's the trick. They have all this content, amazing new area. It's great. It's awesome. Great design. Um, but now they've, they've spread it out. Some people are kind of complaining because you can only get so much done each week. And dailies and weeklies like start to wear on you after a while. Yeah. Like, it's literally, you'll find the most efficient way to do that. Even if there's more entertaining ways to play the game, you'll find the most efficient way to progress and sometimes that's like just doing the same content over and over again you're like why am i here right yeah then you quit that gets really depressing because like, i remember back in the days more of my friends played wow some people would log on and just be like i gotta clear my day and they'd spend like an hour or two hours doing that and they that's it yeah they're like why do you play this game <laughs> yes yeah because if it becomes mandatory or you need to grind certain things to progress mm-hmm it's just it seems to take the fun out of it once it becomes mandatory it's a really really hard balance and i don't know if i've ever seen an mmo that does it perfectly uh, between locking content so people have things to work towards um, having goals people can work towards and making the grind just stretch out forever like you're a korean mmo and you're just like hey let's just add an exponential curve <laughs> to experience required every level so that's where destiny is right now it's way better than it was when we left it but you know 
it's, uh, it's still got stuff that they could work on. I'm just waiting for the hype to die down a little bit so I can <laughs> play games with maybe like one other person again from that original group of people. I mean, we did play. Uh, we played Overwatch last night. Yeah, that's that's true. I was surprised you messaged me. Yeah, because like I'm literally always online. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like I, I might like... travel on weekends, but like week days, week nights, after work, after gym, like I'm just I'm home. Yeah, I'm not out doing shit. <laughs> and you're like, hey, do you want to do the Overwatch event? I'm like, yeah, I'll check it out. I realize it's probably been like half a year since I invited you to a game of some sort. But the thing that really drives it home is I see Jake almost every fucking day. <laughs> refuses to talk to me. It's really sick. awkward. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> but that was a fun event. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, it's the same one they had previously, just slightly modified. Yes. Uh, they, I think they expanded some of the modes. Um, changed up the abilities on the enemies. Since Symmetra had her re- rework, they're like, let's actually have wow, her use the thing. ultimate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember the point... Because we did, like, the progressively harder one that had, like, 20 yeah. waves or something. Endless is uh, what it's called, yeah. yeah. Fuck you, by the way. <laughs> Let's just play one more game. <laughs> Selects endless mode secretly. But, like, they had up, like, two or three walls. Uh-huh. And I think I was playing uh, Torbjorn yeah. or something. Yeah, Where, like, my turret's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> Melee somebody who walks through the wall. Figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's an interesting mode. They they do bring these back um, for each event. They have this one in Uprising, I think, or some of the, the PvE content. Um, but each time they add some new heroes, like Torbjorn to the pool, Genji, mm-hmm. um, makes it a little more interesting. An efficient way to grind out your weekly uh, loot boxes, um, if you're into that. And I am, because i got to get the cosmetics because of Lizard Brain. <laughs> it's like... Sees a, a Hollow Knight armor or something like that for Pharah, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy that if I don't get it. The thing is, it they <laughs> have added really cool designs. Like, I know a lot of games, like some of other Blizzard's content, like, let's say Here's the Storm. Yeah. A lot of their stuff is, let me say Here's the Storm in general, it's fucking uninspired. <laughs> but, because they'll have a lot I'll of I'll contest just... this point, Blizzard. Keep me, <laughs> keep me under consideration. <laughs> Go ahead, they have a lot of just skin recolors, yes. and ninety percent of the time, I mean, they do an Overwatch too. Uh-huh. Just like okay, but why? There's your like, why pool. would you ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'll give it to you for free. I'm like, thanks, but like I'm waiting for like an actual cool one, so I can be like, I identify as this character. I want to be a cool version of this character, and show off what I can do. Yeah, a lot of it's to pad out the uh, the loot box pool. I, yeah, I honestly stuff. think that's true. So you can that, have like, that's why they added sprays. <laughs> <laughs> a curve of kind of experience, where it's just like this is mediocre, this is mediocre. That's awesome. Got the legendary skin. If it was all just the good stuff, you could like open ten or twenty boxes and just be like, I'm done. <laughs> I got everything good. So not to tangent back into card games because mm-hmm. everything's connected in the universe as a whole. If you yes. think about our individual existence, anyway, with magic. <laughs> One of the reasons they don't put all, like, good cards and they have some of those, like, why would this card be in here? Yeah. A part of it is, like, for new players coming in, so they can learn, like, very simple mechanics. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this is power and toughness. The other part of it is to, like, pad out, because magic as a whole, like, when you have an expansive card game, you have, like, this power creep. Yes. Where if you don't have those limitations of different modes, like, standard... You'd be like, oh, I'm going to pair this thing with this other thing here. They're like, over 25 years, we didn't consider that as a factor. <laughs> yes, yeah. And uh, that's terrifying. <laughs> and you have, like, these turn win, wor- whoa, words. Yeah. Turn one win decks. Yeah. Super interactive. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, like, a different situation because less quality skins don't help new players in any way. But, um, but yeah, it's important for card-building games to have options like that and it's important to put things into sets that you know won't be viable for this set because it gives you options for the next set um yeah like it's important to be like hey we expect that these decks might come into the meta or we're going to enable these decks maybe aggro is going to have its its turn to rain we'll have like token decks or whatever but we're going to make a very accessible aoe like clear come in or some combo you can you can like fire off to clear the board um, in a later set 
um, and it'll balance that out. So you can kind of like have this ebb and flow that Magic's really good at. Probably the best. Um, as far as doing that consistently and yeah. building off of their previous release each time. I just prefer that type of progression in, I guess, more open formats. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm going through a game, it is cool to find like that special loot. You're like, oh, I found some gold, found some health potion, found some hearts yeah from something yeah and then you find like oh what's it oh this is better than mine oh this is dope as shit yeah it is really cool to have that moment in something like oh i don't know skyrim yeah (laughs) where like you find like this oh it has this cool enchantment on the thing oh it looks badass oh i'm gonna run around and do cool shit with it yeah it's um it's it's part of the the importance of, of game design is figuring out where to put those like dopamine rushes where those highs those yeah those you want to have the progression yes I don't think you can be like hey um, you're starting with a god weapon mm-hmm. from here on out it'll be progressively more insane god weapons yeah you're like oh, okay <laughs> like you mentioned Skyrim I know we both played that a little bit um, recently I played it more <laughs> a little bit <laughs> recently recently oh. if you were to confine to the last two weeks we've played it a significant amount but uh, uh, probably not as much as other people played it over the course of time because it's been out forever yeah that's true <laughs> but it was actually born same year Skyrim came out dragon <laughs> yeah now I'm a human <laughs> oh okay yeah um but it's one of those things that, like, I was saying it's easy to go back to. Mm-hmm. Remember I once described it to somebody, like, as, like, a kind of, like, bottom bitch game? <laughs> like, it's always there for you. You can go right. back. Just, the, it's pa- very... the padding at the end of the day just fall, fall back <laughs> on Skyrim. <laughs> it's just, it's very cathartic to kind of explore, have that progression. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I get to level up. I'm going to put a skill point in this yeah mm-hmm. it's cool to unlock new abilities it's cool to become stronger a lot of games is that progression yeah because you like megman's perfect example because you always start off at like this baseline mm-hmm. because you know you don't fucking have any upgrades and you then have to work through beat the bosses get the upgrades get your power armor and then go fuck shit up yeah it's an important part of of games is like having this consistent progression yeah you don't you want it you, handed to you. There's no joy in that. Yeah. it's. I mean, I think we both, and probably many people, have had the experience where we're like, I'm going to play this game. Also, cheat codes exist. I'm going to use cheat codes. What happened to the fun of this game? Like, um, The difficulty and the challenge and the rise, I would say, uh, to power is what makes some of those more interesting. Like, I know the first time I played Skyrim... Um, Stealth Archer, obviously. Obligatory. (laughs) But I also find it very hard to not go into enchanting. Like, enchant like crazy. Yeah. Um, Eventually, like, get get that perk that makes it so you can have two enchantments on something. And you're just like, all right, now how do I, like, optimize everything? Literally everything else is, like, it's all just content I could complete at any point because I can, like, summon like daedric lords at this point <laughs> with conjuration to kill yeah. things you're like all right no bound bow summon that in got the whole kit um don't need to be any more powerful but i feel like i have to finish the like enchanted set of whatever i'm doing for like the alchemy smithing enchanting like god triumvirate of uh, brokenness that is a game um yeah, I don't even know if I ever stuck around long enough to do that in any of my playthroughs. Because uh, you get way too powerful way too quickly, but yeah. Um, it's important to do, and if uh, if you screw it up... So like at the start of that game, they give you access to almost every weapon type, but it's all just basic stuff. They're just like, here's a steel sword, here's a steel greatsword, here's a, here's a bow, yeah. you know, here's a dagger. You can kind of find what you like to play around with. Yeah, and then kind of invest into that more so if you want to as it goes on. Yeah, but one thing I've really enjoyed um, going back and playing it again many moons ago, mm-hmm. uh, you found this uh, mod pack and kind of linked it to me. Yes, which made the skill trees not shit. Yeah, ordinator. <laughs> yeah, typically I think there's like maybe 
I'm just going to pick a number, eight. Mm-hmm. Let's say, like, eight things you could build into across, like, ten level gaps. You're like, oh, cool. I hope to be able to stab somebody with my knife twice at level 100. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I see what you're trying to do. The coordinator <laughs> really spaces it out yeah. better so you have, like, a lot more going on. It adds a lot of perks, too. And you feel cool. Mm-hmm. It, it appeals to the male power fantasy. It does, though. It does. But it is... It does add stuff. So, like, I'm running two-handed right now. Mm-hmm. Trying to be a very beefy dude. Run out with, like, two-handed axe or club. Whatever has the highest DPS. Yeah. But a lot of my things, you're like... Oh, you hit them with an axe? They're getting bleeding damage. You're hitting them with a club? Um, their armor's reduced. You're hitting them with a sword? They now deal less damage. Yeah. And it's just these really cool effects. And other things, like, oh, you have a higher chance to just, like, insta-give somebody. I'm like, I like that. Yeah. The only thing like that that existed in vanilla was a uh, decapitation on on crit. You could uh, decapitate people. Um, I think it was still just some weapons, but yeah. Uh, The cool thing about that mod is it splits out so many trees um, for each type. Like Conjuration, one of them specifically for conjuring elementals. Mm -hmm. One of them's for uh, necromancy. I don't know if you saw that. I haven't dabbled, no. So it's it's necromancy, and as soon as you start down the path, it changes the loot table for humanoid enemies you fight, so you can collect their bones. Oh, no, 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 I did do that. Yeah. And then you pray at the bone altars to, like, summon skeletons. Yeah. You have a skeleton army. And they're, like, semi-permanent. And, yes. Uh, the way it works is the higher your base magicka is, the more skeletons you can summon. And as you continue down the tree, it's, like... Instead of a skeleton for every 150 magic you have, it's a skeleton for every 75 magic you have, stuff like that. So you're just like, eventually you just have a ton of these skeletons running around. And then eventually you get mages. And I'm just like, we're back to Diablo, <laughs> right? <laughs> you go into the end, you're like, I'd like to rent a room for, uh, surround starts counting. I'd like to rent the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to rent the town. A lot of skeletons that need a nap. Yeah, the only problem in that game is, uh, since it is 3D and you've got these tiny corridors and things sometimes, or you walk into a room you need oh, to leave through you one get blocked so. by your companions. Yeah. yeah. The mod actually makes it so you can shove your skeletons as an action. Like, you, if you a- interact with them, you get a shove option. But that's not enough sometimes. Don't beat your bones. <laughs> See, but, like, that's another thing. Because that uh, whole mod pack, besides, like, the skill trees... We are talking about how much nicer the UI is and how mm. it's fucking legible. Or the convenience of being able to move your summons or companions out of the way so you can fucking get to places. Yes, yeah. Are such, like, simple quality of life things that it's surprising that it was missed in the base <laughs> game. Yeah, it would be if it wasn't Bethesda. Also, Bethesda, keep me under consideration. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh... uh Bethesda's never really fixed some of these basic quality of life things before their games go live. Um, it seems like it always makes it through, and there's mods that come out very soon to fix uh, some of... Th- a good example of this, before I just ramble on, the UI. Yep. Um, so the default UI in Skyrim is garbage. There's basically no other way to put it. It's garbage. Like, yeah. uh, even consoles eventually got like a radial wheel and things like that and skyrim's stuck with vertical selection wheels for like selection bars for everything um yeah they googled like how do we display a collection of items <laughs> yes first thing list. list there you go list there's a list. vertical list yeah but what if we have to display a collection within a collection oh it expands to a list okay <laughs> gotcha <laughs> and that's literally the ui that's like the initial like windows 95 approach to uh yeah. Let's just keep dropping shit down and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a step up from like how do I uh, how do I view my armor? Well, CD armor. <laughs> LS. <laughs> you have a breastplate, some greaves. <laughs> you grieve. <laughs> yeah, it's it's brutal. Yeah. And I know we're talking a little bit of shit on Bethesda. Well, I am. You still want to work for them. Right, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, no. Maybe. But like, I mean, evaluate my options. Stuff like that I find frustrating because it seems like, why wouldn't you just do this minor thing? Yes. Like, this, take this into consideration. Put yourself in the the shoes of your consumer and be like, oh, you know what would be more convenient? This. Yeah. 
because when you have those little things that are kind of wrong or a little bit off or like why didn't they just fix this Mm -hmm. it really detracts away from the immersion it's really fun to just go into a game you're like i'm into it i'm playing it you spend like three hours and you're like that game was really fucking enjoyable like i enjoy the graphics i enjoy the sound the mechanics of the gameplay everything just feels so good but it sucks when you have like just one thing or you know 17 things yes, if that's the yeah. case where it's like yeah. why is this janky as fuck yeah for for every game that they've released there's been a uh, unofficial patch released that usually comes recommended and fixes tons of bugs with their uh, official content including the DLC they released yeah and because of that, I mean, very rarely do they need to go back and do that themselves. Not that they usually leave game-breaking bugs in, but minor things end up getting fixed by the community. And uh, it's actually really hilarious. You can get, like, uh, mod cleaners and things like that, things that will look through the mods to see, like, if there's missing references. Kind of like a um, like an empty pointer or something like that. Yeah. Something points to something that doesn't exist. And it's just like, all of these mods are good. All of your custom mods are good. But it treats the base expansions and base game also as content. And it's like, there are a lot of problems here, though. <laughs> I'm like, I can't change that. <laughs> That's literally the game. <laughs> I always found that funny. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the community definitely steps up and makes uh, the Elder Scrolls for me. Like, as part of... Um, our time playing around with the game i played through a modded version not all the way but a fair chunk um but for the heck of it i played a unmodded version and it's hard (laughs) it's really tough to give up all of that Um, yeah it's something quality of life change especially when you become accustomed to the more convenient and tweaked version yeah kind of streamlined it's like it's not just Bethesda that relies on the modding community, though, like that. Um, I think probably the most uh, common one, or the most known one, is probably Valve. Um, given that they literally are producing content for all of their money-making games, uh, almost solely by the community at this point. I mean, there's exceptions. I guess for Dota 2, they do the events. Um, things like that. Well, but, yeah, but a lot of the... So let's say they have a... What are they called? Collector's caches or chests or treasures? <laughs> Carafe. <laughs> Trove of carafe? Yeah, I think it's a... It's a, a frappe. <laughs> Cappuccino. <laughs> Anytime you get that uh, mochiato, <laughs> like you have, like let's say, like seven or ten skins. Yeah. Sure, certain ones are made by Valve, but a lot of them, like I've seen through like the community submissions... And, like, one that's, like, really highly voted from, like, somebody who, like, spends time to make that and, like, almost does it as a living if they, or if they actually just do it as a living. Like, oh, that sounds really cool. And then, like, later I'll see it, like, in the game. I'm like, you guys didn't fucking make this. (laughs) I made that. Yeah. And, like, there are people who, who make their living off of that by being the, um, the purveyor of goods for Valve. Be, like, the first, first hand, like, here's some art I made. And Valve's like, we can make money off this. It's almost like <laughs> Valve is a king and like everyone else is kind of like paying their fealty. It's like, I have three uh, crops of harvest, me lord. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I won't kill you. <laughs> you kind of just scutter off just hoping they don't, you know, yeah. change their mind. Yeah. To be fair, we have no proof that there's a cause in their contract. That Valve will kill these people <laughs> if they stop producing content. Valve, just... please, Valve please consider me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> To be fair, we also don't have evidence that there's not such a cause in their contract. Take that as you will. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's an interesting balance. Like, um, Valve is always uh, trying to find ways to get um, the community involved in their games and their projects, yeah. and finding ways to monetize that also because they're a business and that's what they do. Um, but true, but like I really, really appreciate. And because part of it is, like, I'm not a nat- naturally... Born citizen? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not a... I can't think of the exact word I want. Yeah. But I'm not a 
generous, kind person to like a random stranger. Right, benevolent God. Yeah, I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm okay, and maybe in certain lights, I'm cool or nice. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm, I don't go around being extra nice and just doing things for strangers. Yes. But when you have like members of the modern community that like, come in, like when we were doing Dark Souls. Yeah. And we fucking found that a uh, Wolf's Connectivity mod. Oh yeah. And it actually allowed us to fucking play the game together. That basically saved our co-op experience. I know. Single-handedly. And it was nuts that we were trying for like like an hour mm-hmm. trying to play the fucking game together because it you know has that capability and we weren't able to yep or just basic ds fix for yes. other things yes. the essential like, for for dark souls one on remaster so like if it wasn't for a lot of people in the modern community a lot of games would blow extra dick <laughs> yeah like even isaac which is a great game on its own and still mm-hmm. keeps having these updates and DLCs, like when Anti-Birth came out, somebody had just like made that of like their own version and it had all these different items and effects. Mm-hmm. That was really fucking cool. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a solid amount of content that the community uh, fills in here. And usually when it comes to mods, um, the diversity is there so you can pick whatever experience you want. Like there's, <laughs> I almost said billions, probably not billions, Hundreds, thousands of Skyrim mods I'll never try. Because yes. I just don't care. Yeah. You couldn't make me care. But but, but uh, it's but they're nude. Right, right. They're I, naked crabs. <laughs> you can get uh, uh, top hats for the, the mud crabs. Which is Send me that shit. <laughs> it's actually great. I think it replaces them. They're like, like their um, sounds with a, yell, a guy yelling or something <laughs> like that. It's amazing. Did um, you watch uh or do you remember donkey's video on skyrim not to go back to skyrim too much but no. was this the dragon replacement do you have the dragon replacement that was one of the things yeah but it was just fucking thomas the tank engine <laughs> and like you start to hear like the theme instead of like the dragon or it's like, like what the fuck <laughs> off in the distance yeah, yeah. Um, part of that is just for like meme sake which i love mm-hmm. but the other part is how you're saying for like customizing your experience yes like dark souls Yes. Sunny D instead of Estes. <laughs> it's essential. <laughs> I mean, those are like really cool cosmetic tweaks. Yeah. I feel still under the line of Mimi. Yes. <laughs> but for like games as a medium, mm-hmm. if you're watching a movie, the movie is what it is. You can take what you want from it. It might speak to you in a different way. Mm-hmm. But... You can change the language. Yeah. <laughs> Without subtitles. Let's go Spanish. <laughs> But it's really cool when you have a game where it's like, hey, it might be kind of somewhat linear gameplay, uh-huh. but like, do it how you want. Which is cool, because you can be that stealth archer, you can do that two-handed, you can go more magey, more summony. Mm-hmm. It's what you want it to be. And I think that's the draw of a lot. I like how I just... Where is my <laughs> little soapbox? I'm yeah, I know, you're, you're slowly moving closer and closer to the mic, you're like... <laughs> Can you hear me, listeners? Can you hear my impassioned <laughs> speech? We are the gaming community. <laughs> yes. It's, the TLDR is, I like when that exists in games. Oh, yeah. And especially when like, the community... They should never fucking have to. Mm-hmm. But when they add and make an already decent game, better. Yes. Um, just some of, the, some of the best games I've played have been made the best because of mods. Or it's refreshed an experience. Yeah. Can make uh, can make a game that you've beaten and a completely new game when you go through and play it again, and that's awesome. Great for value. Speaking of value, though, overload. That doesn't make any sense. But all right, go ahead. <laughs> all right, I'll take I'll take the reins. Did you ever play Descent back I, in the day? I did. Yes, you know I did. <laughs> they don't know, Jake. There's certain things that happen behind the screen. <laughs> So we were the- supposed to talk about that. <laughs> you said you wouldn't talk about that. Off camera. <laughs> so for those who didn't get a chance to grow up with it, Descent was a game back on the days of DOS mm-hmm. where it was a kind of freeform space shooter. Mm-hmm. Six degrees of freedom. Yeah, you could turn left, right, up, down. You could tilt, which sure, certainly made the game a little bit fucky. <laughs> That's a because good word like you me. had like a map and there technically was a this is your upright way uh-huh. and this is you going straight but you could change it at any point mm-hmm. like and a lot of times 
yeah. You would get disoriented because maybe like uh, some evil mining robots chasing you. Mm-hmm. Your shit's going down. But it just it was a really fun game where you were a ship, you had your shields, your energy, you had a variety of weapons, variety of enemies, had to go into like the mine, shoot the reactor, save and then <laughs> in the original game. I think so, yeah. You had to save them. They were trapped in cells. You could fly your ship into them to like pick them up, save them. Original game, really? Maybe it was Descent 2. Hmm. I remember saving memory. people at some point. You're just a good person. <laughs> it's actually unrelated to the game. I could have sworn I saved someone at some point. Jake's just bragging about his day-to-day <laughs> ongoings. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So after you destroyed the reactor, mm-hmm. you'd have like 10 seconds to leave the facility. So you would have had to have already mapped out where the fuck the exit is. Yes. And try and get there using your boosters and other shit still going on. While like the entire fucking game is shaking. And it was very intense, and you're like, oh, ooh. it just made me feel alive as a kid. It was a really fun game. So Overload mm-hmm. was actually made by the same team. It came out, I think, this year. Yes. And it's essentially like the polished remake of Descent. It's not Descent, but it's very fucking similar. <laughs> so all those things I described still exist. It's just a lot smoother now. Yes, I sh- kind of hope so. Yeah. <laughs> also graphically smoother. Yes, yeah. But it's just, the enemies aren't polygons anymore. No. <laughs> but I will say I do miss some of that rustic polygonal yeah. action. And it's like how some of the music was just because of that limited technology of like we have, let's say, 32 notes we can play total. How do we want to spin this, guys? Yeah. But it turned out really good. And I picked it up and I've been reliving my childhood a little bit. And I know I've talked to you about it quite a bunch. Mm-hmm. It's just really fucking fun yeah it's it's on my list now like i feel like i have to go back and experience this because the original descent was something i played back in the days of like i found a cd somewhere and there was some software on it (laughs) and it was like half of it's like shareware or something (laughs) or not even a cd in some case and in like descent descent was a cd i believe yes yeah Uh, i played some older games but those those are different (laughs) Commander Keen episode later. (laughs) (laughs) That guy who jumps. Yeah. The original Doom. (laughs) Some might call it that. (laughs) They're not very accurate, but they could call it that. But yeah, Overload's definitely on my list. Uh, I want to take a look at that. See if they have shield orbs, which is still... They do. They do actually have shield orbs? Of course they do. Oh, man. They have, like, the little... I don't think they have the exact energy blips that they did from the first one. Mm Mm-hmm. But you can still get energy from something. They still have like the energy charge rooms, mm-hmm. which is just all these like light particles you oh, go you in. Oh, you go through like the charge, and it like fully yeah. charges your energy up to one hundred. I think. Yeah. So I think other things could get you past that. Gotcha. Like overcharge you a bit. Yeah. That's um, really cool. They still have secret rooms and other unlockables, uh-huh. which are really fun. Because I hate when I complete a level and it's like. Oh, you did good. You found three of 27. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was just running around with my eyes closed. <laughs> and now you see them. <laughs> yeah. But I think one of the things I really got a kick out of was, like, uh, around level three or four, there is, like, a series of tunnels mm-hmm. for the mine, but there's no lights in them. But one of the options you have in the game, similar to Original Descent, is pressing F to shoot out a flare. Right. Now, in Original Descent, it would shoot out, like, this fucking trapezoid light piece of shit and it would go in a straight line and it would stick to something and hang around for maybe 10 seconds yeah now with the flares in this one they kind of go it's like a blue pretty light it actually illuminates Mm -hmm. and it actually bounces off edges okay so i'm like speeding through these tunnels shooting flares which are kind of like bouncing and but also kind of following the trajectory of where i'm going at the same time huh so it really assists for like a fast gameplay experience yeah and then all your weapons are also, none of them are like giant nukes. All of them are like, how fast do you want to shoot in a second? 32 times? Good enough. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's your Gauss cannon. Yeah. Or there's like a flak one. There's like bouncing lasers hmm. and some other stuff. I still haven't found everything because I'm still kind of early on. Yeah. But, ooh. Have a, has, has your stomach been handling the game uh, well? 
See, because that was one of the that was one of the concerns I had was it's been so long since I played Descent, yeah. and Descent notoriously gave people like upset stomachs and motion sickness due to just how unconventional it was for its time. Have we gone past that? Is it now completely playable? I want to say like I've been immersed in gaming enough where I'm kind of used to that type of disorientation. Mm-hmm. So your stomach does get upset. You just get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I've you never actually gotten bucket. sick, but there are points where I have to like stop and be like, okay, and I'll just like rearrange my entire shit to be like, okay, things now look correct. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I'll I'll have to check it out. Um, it's a very unique type of game that basically doesn't. I would I would I was about to say it doesn't exist anymore. It didn't really exist then. It was just descent, yeah. right? Like, well, around the same time, they were almost bundled together. But there was a game called Free Space. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was essentially like that. But imagine <laughs> instead there's of there's no asteroid. level design. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just in a giant fucking. You're in space, and yes. it's a dog fighting. Yeah, but that was really dope too. Yeah, that is that is fair. There's something inherently more disconcerting about like traveling through the depths of uh, like an asteroid mine than just flying around in space where you have no confining things. Descent, I remember being claustrophobic at times. Yeah, especially if you lost yourself, you're just like, oh, geez. Also, like original Descent had a lot of I don't want to say lighting issues, mm. but they made that shit fucking dark. And it was very spooky at times. <laughs> shoot, so when you shoot your flare, there's like an enemy right there. <laughs> you just see like the enemies light up like what's up? You're like, oh shit. Am I misremembering or do they have like red eyes? Like the or cockpits, I think, I think all the of robots. Them did, so you could technically identify them in the dark. Uh-huh. But that's creepy enough. <laughs> yeah. And then there were the ones which were like uh digger robots. Mm-hmm. But they're like a little triangle, but they had like these giant mongoloid arms with claws mm-hmm. they would come up and just start like shredding your arm where you're like ah! <laughs> it's basically a space horror game <laughs> which is tough to do while in a ship <laughs> it was probably honestly one of the first games that i was like i i feel a little bit spooked yeah it's yeah. good times oh man but yeah it, i would say check out a trailer for overload if any of that I've mentioned, we've mentioned, kind of floats your boat. Yeah, I don't know what the fan club, the modern fan club for uh, Descent is know. anymore. Like, us. it could literally be us. <laughs> the only people that ever played the game. But, yeah. Anyways, I would like to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Soapstone. That's it. So Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it. Nothing fancy, kids. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll, we'll throw the social media at you. Uh feel free to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And if you have any comments, you can send those in to our Gmail at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. I got that one right. Yeah. You can also do it on Facebook too. Yes. Actually, Facebook probably works just as well. We like the personalized messages. Yeah. um, If you you feel like sending those in a little bit more private, you know, just to the two of us. You can yourself. also post on Facebook and say, nobody else please read. <laughs> yes. Our other listeners are very respectful. They will not read your comment, I promise. It's true, yeah. You have to put at least three spaces in there, or uh, new lines. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a see more, and they're like, I don't want to see more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, one of the benefits, if you follow us on Facebook, is I don't know how to post videos to Spotify. It's very tough. So if you want to see two videos... <laughs> Um, they are on Facebook. Yeah. If anyone knows how to uh, post face or how to post videos to Spotify, uh, let us know. <laughs> Send that to our Gmail, I guess. <laughs> we don't want to make it YouTube. We're very lazy. <laughs> we don't have the money for that. <laughs> Anyways, well, I'll see you in the next one, guys. Yep. Have a good night. Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, stomach diarrhea, uh, diarrhea. Yeah, Pepto Bismol. Wait, here we go. Drug facts. Active ingredient in each 30 milliliters. Bismuth subsalate. 525 milligrams. Uh, purpose for that is upset stomach reliever anti-diarrhea. Uses. Relieves diarrhea. Traveler's diarrhea. I wonder what traveler's diarrhea is. Upset stomach due to overindulgence in food and drink. Including heartburn, nausea, gas, fullness, indigestion, and belching. Hmm.
warning raise syndrome. Oh, this must have uh, Tylenol. Children and teenagers who have or are recovering from children pox, okay, or flu-like symptoms should not use this product. When using this product, if changes in behavior with nausea and vomiting occur, consult a doctor because these symptoms could be an early sign of Ray's syndrome, a rare but serious illness. Allergy alert. Contains salicylate. Do not take if you are allergic to salicylates, including aspirin. Oh, it's aspirin. That's not that Taking other salicylate products.